Patriots played two games in five days, losing on Thanksgiving to the Vikings after a home win against the Jets, and the Bruins set a record for home wins to start a season. This is the Press Pass. I am Chris Ryan. So it's getting down the stretch. We are now post-Thanksgiving, and the New England Patriots are at 6-5, and five, following a 33-26 loss to the Vikings in Minnesota. This was a good football game. It's a game which the Patriots were competitive throughout the course of the contest. They moved the ball offensively. Defense, they gave up some big plays, in particular to Justin Jefferson. But they were physical. They made tackles. This game was really lost when it comes to special teams. After Hunter Henry scored early in the third quarter, put the Patriots up 23-16. to It was a 37-yard pass from Mac Jones to Henry. The Patriots give up a huge kickoff return touchdown 97 yards on the kickoff couple things on that you got nick full kicking he can't kick it into the end zone it's going somewhere between the five and the 15 yard line that gives an opportunity for a return that you normally wouldn't have where jake bailey who is out and injured would put it into the end zone or most other kickers would so that gives the vikings an opportunity in that spot there looked like a holding call uh, should have been made where kyle duggar was held and couldn't get to the edge anyway we can make excuses it was 23 23 at that point in time patriots then go up late later in the third quarter 26 to 23 unable to capitalize on a touchdown hunter henry looked like he had scored a touchdown the officials reviewed it and said he had not a lot of uh disagreement about what the rules say in regard to that it looked like it should have been a good catch fourth quarter all vikings field goal touchdown and that was you know all she wrote they got that touchdown because the fact that Pierre Strong Jr. interfered with a kicker on a fourth and four play. That gave him a first down, and then they extended the drive after that. Another good statistical game for Mac Jones. In fact, this one was his best of the season. 28 of 39, 382 yards in the air, two touchdowns, but the sacks bit him late, particularly on third down. He had not been sacked till late in the fourth quarter. Patriots drive stalled because of Jones taking sacks late in the game. So that's where things sit. Patriots at six and five. They won against the Jets. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. But let's talk to the head coach of the New England Patriots right now, Bill Belichick. Hi, Bill. When you look at this game, obviously against you know an elite team on a short week, do you see you know progress for this group and that you were competitive and a couple mistakes you know move move the game here or there and you're you're pleased with where the team sits at this point just need to clean up some things what is your evaluation well every week we play there are some things you know there are good things to work with and there are other things we need to work on and improve and, and this game is no different so it's the way it is every week things to build on things and need to be better. Just on uh, special teams as a whole, obviously Mike mentioned the uh, the return. What was your, your sense as to what you, you know, got there in, in the punting game and all around? Um, all around. Uh, well, like I said, the kickoff coverage is good except for one play. We had um, you know, a good field position on the kickoff return. And then they touched back this, I think, on the rest of them. Um, you know, overall net punt was um, certainly less than theirs, so they they you know covered well, um, hit a couple long balls. We weren't able to get get the return started, which 
um, you know, we should have been able to do, but we weren't. And uh, forced a, a missed extra point with the, you know, good edge rushes. Um, but that was pretty much of a wash. So a couple of big plays there that really, you know, skewed the game. Obviously, you referred to them. And that's those are huge plays in the game that you know we we didn't do well. On the kickoff return, it looked like Duggar may have been held. Um, did you see that? And did you coach just to you got to fight through that and make a, a play there. What were your feelings on that? Because that obviously was a, a huge game changer. Um. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, we we got to do a a better job than we did. Like I said, there's a couple things on that play that came up that um, you know that we didn't do well enough. Juwan Bentley overall, and the job that you feel he is uh, he's done this year um, with the uh, with the defensive unit, just as a play caller, and also his um, his on field play. Yeah. Good. Yeah. John, it's been really good for us since first day of the offseason program, all spring training camp, communication, leadership on defense. Um, he's made a lot of big plays for us. Obviously, he's done a really good job. Thanks. Welcome. Once again, the Patriots moved the football. They moved the football really well, but they could not score in the red zone. Here is Patriots quarterback Mac Jones talking about a familiar theme. This was after the Jets game. Mac, as you mentioned earlier, you were able to, to move the football pretty well today, but kind of 30, 35 yards in, um, you struggled with execution. Is there a particular reason you can you kind of put your finger on as to why it's been problematic um, executing in that area of the field? Yeah, I think it's super disappointing. Um, we put too much work in to get that result. Um, I think it starts with us, the execution part, and then, Obviously, trying to figure something out here, just make it work and get through that, like you said, 35, 40-yard line and just see if we can get through that and then see what happens because every time you're moving the ball towards the goal line, it's good. When you're going backwards, for whatever reason, it's not. So we want to be able to create those explosive plays, you know, like the Damian long run, for example, and then finish off those drives. And we need to do that um, in the red zone. We need to do it in the open field, but it comes down to execution and watch the film and see what we can do better. A couple key injuries for the Patriots in the Vikings game. First, Damian Harris left and did not return. This time it appears it's a thigh injury for Harris. He had dealt with illness and also a hamstring injury. A thigh injury looked like for Damian Harris in this game. Jacoby Myers left and came back, but was dealing with what appeared to be a pretty significant shoulder injury throughout the course of the game. So two key things to watch for the Patriots on the offensive side of the ball. David Andrews practiced but did not play in the game against the Vikings. Patriots going to be back in action on Thursday against the Buffalo Bills. Um, that is a must-win game for the Patriots. Bills are at 8-3, and three, Patriots at 6-5. and five. They want any shot at winning the division. They need to win that game. And you look at the stretch of the season for the Pats. You know, they have to go four and two, and they have a tough schedule down the stretch if they want to make the playoffs. They're at six and five right now. Ten and seven should get them in. But you got the Bengals left. You have the Dolphins left. You got two games against the Bills. You have two what should be wins, but they're both on the road with the Raiders and the Cardinals. So Patriots can only afford to lose two more games this year if they want to make the postseason. Uh, if they want any shot at the division, they pretty much have to win out and beat the Bills twice. 
Bill's going to be without Von Miller, it appear, for that game. He was injured, and uh, his status is up in the air moving forward for this season. But a big matchup for the Patriots against the Bills on Thursday. We're going to get back to the Patriots in just a little bit. want to do some Bruins here, though. Bruins on Friday, the matinee game at uh, TD Garden on Black Friday beat the Carolina Hurricanes in overtime, coming from a 2-0 deficit to win 3-2. More on the details on that in just a moment. The Bruins are an amazing 18-3 to start the season, and they have begun the season for the first time in NHL history with 12 wins at home and no losses. The first time it's ever been done in NHL history. I asked Bruins head coach Jim Montgomery about what he's seeing from this group, particularly as of late, as they've started to play better competition. Well, I think clearly we are an elite team in the league. I don't know where we rank in the league, but we're in the top eight. David Posternock had the game winner at 319 of overtime. His 14th on the air came from Brad Marchand. I talked with Pasta postgame. What happened on the game winner? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, we, we won the faceoff, so we didn't have to break the puck out, so that was good. But, uh, yeah, we had a couple looks. Um, uh, first one, you know, try to... Uh, do a shot tip for Berge, you know, he goalie made a good save. Berge did an uh, excellent job of recovering the puck. And, and then uh, the killers obviously are a uh, little running around right after the first initial chance. And and we get the looks we were uh, looking for. So, uh, you know, a uh, big win for us, obviously. And coming from behind, you know, after Thanksgiving, um, the game is never easy. So uh, it's a good win. What do you feel turned this game around? Like, obviously, down 2 nothing. Where Was it the hits? Was it um, Allmark? Like, where do you, what kind of got you guys going? I mean, you know, it's hockey, it's team sport, it's uh, 20 guys in the team, so there's a lot of things you can look at, like Linus, uh, how I said, uh, um, been amazing uh, the, the the whole time he was there, and, and Sway, so was Sway. So uh, a couple hits, you know, everybody did their part, and, and uh, you know, sometimes, how I said, you're playing great teams, and, and you can get it down in 60, so uh, good we got it down in overtime. Monty said this is an elite team. What in your view makes this an elite team? And did you need to see it at all against you know quality opponent like Carolina that obviously beat you guys in the playoffs? I mean, uh, you know, a lot of it is confidence. We are winning hockey games, and sometimes uh, when we are uh, not not the better team, you know, and and uh, we know we can come. Uh, uh, we know the game is 60-65 uh, minutes, you know, and that's what I think. Uh, we're winning a lot of games like this. That even if we are done, we keep going and we keep pushing and focusing on our game to, to or, or the progress what, what we have to do, and and then eventually the goals will come. Thank you. It's been a huge week for Patrice Bergeron. Earlier in the week against the Tampa Bay Lightning, Bergy got his 1,000th point of his career, and he reflected upon that moment post game. The celebration of guys coming on the ice and, and you know, uh, after the game, being able to celebrate with them and, um, yeah, to just share that moment, you know, with uh, with all those guys that you, you battle with and you create connections with. So uh, it's special, like I said many times, it's a special group. So this, um, what we have going on, we got to carry that on and keep getting better and keep working hard. And, you know, home ice is, is always important and, and we're proud and, and you know, we want to keep getting better, but you know it's it's something that um, it's it feels nice, you know, to have a, a record like that, especially after you know this league's been around for for a long time. So it's uh, it's special. I also spoke with Berge about the comment we heard earlier from Jim Montgomery about the Bruins being an elite team. Where did this game turn for you guys? We got involved a little bit more. We got a little bit more on our toes. We at first I thought you know they had a better of us because we you know they were generate generating being first on pucks they were winning you know uh foot races even 
around the face-off area, and and when you start with the puck, you know it's 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 a lot easier to, to play. So we're defending a lot more. So um, yeah, I thought we we stuck to the to the game plan. We adjusted a few things, and you know it's a good team. Obviously, we we know them well, and we know they play hard, they play uh, fast, and um, it's always a good challenge. So. Uh, we knew we had our hands full, and uh, it was a great game. Quarter point of the season, coach of this team is elite. In your view, what what makes this group elite? I think our depth and and you know everyone is really contrib- contributing and, and playing with confidence and, and you know playing to to their abilities and capabilities. And I think that makes it the, the biggest difference. You know, everyone is really chipping in and and, and finding ways to help. And um, you know, I say that many times. We were all kind of valued and 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 everyone is feels like they they have a role uh, on the team and um yeah i, I really think it's our depth all right good stuff from trees bergeron right there let's get back to the patriots other game this week and that was their sunday matchup against the jets in foxborough where the patriots shut down the jets completely offensively uh as they were able to win that game 10 to 3 on a punt return from marcus jones with just five seconds to go in the game couldn't believe that they actually punted the ball to jones in that spot and neither could marcus marcus at what point did you realize you're going to get a touchdown on that play and were you surprised that they punted it to you as opposed to getting out of bounds in that spot yeah uh my main thing is i thought they was going to go ahead and try to kick it out of bounds due to uh the time on the clock but um the first thing was trying to make sure that i follow my teammates block then i seen a punter and i was like if i make a miss then i should be able to go to distance also talked with Matthew Judon after that game. Another couple sacks for Judon. Didn't get any against the Vikings, but here was a key point. In both of the last two games against Zach Wilson and Kirk Cousins, granted not great rushers, they've kept them contained to the pocket. Now they have a huge test coming up here against Josh Allen, um, but the Patriots have been trending better on defense when it comes to containing mobile quarterbacks. They had major issues earlier this year, obviously, with Justin Fields as well as Lamar Jackson. Those guys are a different beast than what they've been seeing the last couple of weeks, but they have been able to do a better job keeping quarterbacks contained. I talked with Matt Judon about that. Matthew, what were the keys to disrupting their offense? A, stopping the run, but also he had a couple uh, scrambles in the first half. He wasn't re- you really kept him contained in the, in the second half. What were you know, the keys for you guys there? Uh, discipline rush uh, from everybody. Don't get up the field behind a quarterback. Just make him uh, beat us from the pocket and make him, make him throw the ball instead of using his legs. He's a very athletic guy, athletic quarterback. And like we've seen, he can pick up uh, 20 yards, get out of bounds, and not be hit. So let's keep him in the pocket and make him throw. Let's go inside the locker room now with Patriots running back Damian Harris. What's your mindset as a player in a game like that where it is a slugfest? It's 3-3 forever, it seems like. One play is probably going to change the, the outcome. Yeah, I mean, Coach preaches it all the time. You know, you got to play a full 60 minutes. And especially in a game like that when it's 3-3 locked up, I mean – we knew that it was going to take one play. We knew that it wasn't going to be a, a situation where somebody was just going to run away with it. You know, both teams were playing really hard, and like I said, it was a it was a slugfest. So, you know, we knew it was going to take one play. We didn't know if it was going to come on offense, defense, or special teams, but somebody was going to have to make the play. And you know, fortunately, we made the play and not them. And you know, we were able to come out with a win. You looked really healthy today. Like you had that burst back. Is that fair? Like, do you feel you had where you you're where you want to be able to more this week than perhaps you know the last time we saw you yeah um you know it definitely felt great being back out there um you know I felt more like myself today and you know I felt 
just like, you know, I came back and I was able to play well and, you know, had some good runs here and there, you know, made some good plays. So um, we got to keep making them. So, you know, back to work this week. Um, you know, all of us are going to come in tomorrow, do what we can, you know, heal up, rest up as fast as we can because we've got another tough game in a short amount of time. So we got to make our corrections, you know, rest, take care of our bodies, hydrate, you know, do all the things that we can. That way, come Thursday, we'll be ready to play another good game. A couple of times you shared the backfield with Mondre. Do you like that when both you guys are on the field, you have that kind of, you know, that dual weapon that's back in the backfield behind Mac? What do you think, Jay? He asked, you guys want to play together more? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, you know, you know, if we could if we can get some uh, – some- <laughs> nah, um, you know who knows? Uh, maybe maybe we'll be able to get some more uh, sets with us both on the field. But you know, Mondre is such a great player, and you know, just being able to share the backfield with him, um, you know, it's been great for the past two years. Um, you know, seeing him when he came in last year as a rookie to where he is now, I mean, you know, it's been an incredible transformation, incredible to watch. So you know, I try to push him; uh, he pushes me, and together, you know, we think that you know we can do everything that we can to help make this offense successful. So, yeah. That's... Also talked with the Patriots' Kyle Duggar. Doug, what stood out most about this defensive performance today? Uh, the pass rush, um, for me, you know, it's always, has always stood out. Again, that's what stood out a lot to me today. Uh, it just makes it – it changes the game when, when the D-line gets off the way they were and the way they have been doing all season. So, again, I uh, – uh, you know, this week I said the pass rush stood out the most. It seems like you guys can get a decent pass rush without, you know, a lot of blitzing, right? I mean, you're able to generate a pass rush just with a traditional um, setup. So what does that mean in terms of your year position and the secondary? Um, for us, it just, honestly, if you can keep it simple like that and still get pressured, it just makes things that much easier. You don't have to, uh, you know, add us. We, they don't need us down there, you know, adding in, and they don't need us to do anything special. Uh, but then do our job and cover, and, and they're going to do you know what they do no matter what they're in. seems like a big uh, factor as well as you guys stopped the run uh, pretty consistently. They didn't have a lot of big gains, and then they, they seemed to revert more to the passing game. How big of a factor was, was that, and, and obviously you played a big role in that? Um, when you can make a team one-dimensional, uh, it kind of forces them to play the game a certain way, and that's what it does. You stop the run early like that. D-line stopping the run, the linebacker stopping the run, it just it forces them to play the game. You know, they have to go to another option because one's not working. So it just makes the game one-dimensional and kind of allows, you know, our, our coaches and us to kind of have, you know, more of a, uh, a feel for what, what we know they're going to do. What's the mindset when it feels like you're just a play away from winning this game? It could come on the defensive side, end up coming on special teams with, with Marcus. What's the mindset like for you and for the defense as a whole where it feels like you keep building momentum on each drive? Uh, lock in tighter, uh, communicate more, um, you know, try to, whatever you haven't been doing in the game, you know, try, try to really tighten it up and take the focus up and make sure that you're doing stuff and that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing at the highest level because, like I said, any, any small error could change the game when it's that tight. So <clears throat> really just lock in tighter, communicate, and, and focus. Final thing, you're obviously celebrating this one, but a big challenge on Thursday against a dynamic offense. What do you know about the Vikings, what you've seen, and how big of a challenge? Uh, their offense is explosive. They have um, a lot of explosive players and have the ability to, to do it from the run pass in a lot of different ways, so they're versatile. So I, I just think that, you know, we got to make sure that we're ready to, to watch our film and, and lock in and, and do everything we're supposed to do. Sweet. Appreciate it, man. All right, Kyle Duggar right there. We heard it earlier with Bill 
you know, Juwan Bentley has had a really good year and is impressing opposing teams, pressing folks across the league with uh, how he is leading this defense. And there's a number of unheralded guys on this defense. I mean, obviously, Judon is the focus for a lot of points. Devin, a lot of people, Devin McCourty's been there forever. Duggar's starting to get um, you know some love as well. But on the defensive line, Dietrich Wise Jr. has had an incredible year. And Lawrence Guy Sr., continues to anchor that defense. When you think back about the Patriots championship team, the last one uh, during the 2018 season, culminating with the win over the Rams in uh, 19, uh, the Patriots don't have a lot of guys left from that team. And Lawrence Guy is one of those individuals. Dietrich Wise is another. Juwan Bentley didn't play much that year, but he was also there and got to experience the uh, championship. Talked the other day inside the Patriots locker room with Lawrence Guy. Your position is one of the most underrated, obviously, in, in football. What, in your view, goes to into be having you know a successful defensive line, and for you in particular, and having you know, success? Well, this is going to go to fundamentals and discipline. Understanding that people around you are supported on what you do on that field. Um, it, it comes down you have to trust every last one of them and all I do when I go out on the field is try to do the best I can and beat the man in front of me and understanding what I have to accomplish. Does that always sit in for a defensive line? Because obviously in high school you're dominant, in college you're dominant, but you know, when you get to the pros most guys have to adapt to that kind of team uh, first type of perspective. So was that always the case for you or did you at a certain point in time you're like, okay, I have to look for the team first concept, maybe work to let other guys make plays? Well, you, you won't make your plays. You, know, you look back in the, in the, in the years, I got plays made. Um, you have to understand what plays are be made, what plays are not going to be made. Um, there's going to be a lot more people looking at sacks more than tackles. Um, it all depends on what you look at in the stat book, but it all depends on what you do on the field. I'm going in year 12, so I'm doing something right. Right, so you're looking to make the plays that are in front of you as opposed to you know trying to do too much in order to... Right, you have to do, you have to do your role. You have to understand that. Um, your plays are going to become and your plays are going to be made. How do you evaluate yourself? Like, Is there a feel? Like, You watch the tape and like, okay, this is what I was able to do. These are the plays that were in front of me that I made, the plays in front of me that I didn't make. Is there any in particular way that you know, defensive lineman self-evaluates? Well, you, you do it the same way everybody else does. It. You, you look at what you do good, what you do bad, um, what you could have done, and, and understanding what the scheme is. And like, did you do what you had to do on that play? Did you not do it? Um, you keep on going. Um, you can say that for every last person on the field. Um, like I said, like everybody evaluates itself in a certain way. But um, through this team, through this organization, we always looked at it like, hey, did we do what we needed to be done? Did we make the plays that we needed to make? And how do you, so is it the play that's right in front of you or, you know, the play that you could potentially have, have made like off to the side, like you, you, whatever, like, is it just specific to like what you're doing or is there other things kind of go into it nuance? What? Well, again, you, your plays are supposed to be made when they're supposed to be made. Not even to play in front of you, to play down the field, to play to the, to the right of you, to play all the have way. you contribute. It's, it is what it is. Um, like I said, some people look at certain stats a different way than we do, but we look at stats like, hey, did you do what you're supposed to do? You make the play in front of you? Did you make the play? Did you do pursuit down the field to make the play down the field? All that contributes to the team. The final thing is, is there always buy-in on that, or do guys, you know, they, the big plays make the big money, obviously. You, is it difficult for a team to buy in on that or for a player to buy in on the team first philosophy? No. 
Um, I think we have a good brotherhood here, and when you come here, you understand expectations, you understand the level of quality of play that we want to have, and you just do it. Patriots defensive lineman, big number 93, Lawrence Guy, senior. Patriots, Bills, Thursday night in Foxborough, another must win for the Pats.